it really does seem like it's just rinse and repeat with these guys, doesn't it, Kevin Parker? I mean, I'll put it to you this way. It's May 20th, and this team has difficulties with runners in scoring position. This series, though, this game in particular, I found the Blue Jays have taken it from being a team that's scuffling with runners in scoring position to being almost unwatchable. I mean, nothing going on with this team right now. Not a damn thing. For, for, for me, it's one guy. It's, it's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. When your, your best hitter uh, coming into the season, you expected to you know run for an MVP and, and do some things offensively that most human beings can't do. And what was he in this series? 0 for 11. Like, he looks like he's 0 for 11. I don't want to say there's no chance there because it is Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but there is a lot of uh, trying too hard. It's odd for an elite offensive player like him to look the way he's looking. He's late a lot, which is elite offensive players aren't late all the time. Like, they're late occasionally, but you'd think, you know, that adjustment, that's why they they say they're elite other people can't catch up and, and make adjustments as quickly as they can. And right now he's not getting it done. They're, they're doing their best. You know, if I'm Bo, I'm chapped. I hit two homers yesterday. You move me around the lineup. I know it's a small thing, but I'm hitting homers in the two spot. And you're moving me around. I know why they're moving him to try and you know, maybe give Vladdy a couple more fastballs on the plate when it matters in big parts of the game. And also with Bo coming up, maybe with a couple of runners on instead of just one runner on. So I guess it makes a little sense. But if you're Bo, you don't be, you know, rocking the boat and, and, and changing things up. You want to have the same flow and, and you know, have the same routine when you go to the plate. You, you, he's, told, he's told everybody yesterday, he's got his swagger back. Yeah, it's, it's probably swagger's not hitting third. It's hitting second, and I sometimes scratch my head a little bit about that. We can say all we want about the Matt Chapmans and Santiago Espinals and the Tapias. For me, it comes down to one guy. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. needs to get hot. If he doesn't get hot soon, you're going to come on this show. I'm going to come on this show. Ben Wagner's going to come on his show. And you're going to continue to hear the same exact thing over and over and over again. It's going to be like Groundhog Day. And I know that's probably not fair, but the truth is the truth. Well, and here's the thing, because we've talked long and hard about how we thought, well, this whole thing about Vladimir Guerrero hitting second has gone back to spring training where uh, almost everybody seems to want to do it, wanted to do it except for Vladdy, of course. That's fine. Um, you don't rock the vote. You don't rock the boat with Vladdy. And then we saw <laughs> we saw it done once when George Springer was hurt. Then it was undone. Then it was done today, as you said, after Bo Bichette has a two-homer game. And you know, Bo Bichette is probably the one guy in this team, along with Santiago Espinal, that has given you any hint that they're capable of doing anything at the plate this month. So I, and, and you move into the third spot. Now, I understand it would have made no sense to move Guerrero into the second spot to Oscar Hernandez, who just looks lost and can't get the ball out of the infield, uh, let alone do anything else in the three spot and Bichette in the cleanest spot. I understand that would essentially undo the good you did, the good you were trying to do by moving, uh, by moving Vladdy ahead of Bo. But this... This kind of this kind of smacked of a little bit of panic. This it kind does. of smacked of a little it, bit it of does. panic. It does, and, and it also tells the players that there's a little bit of panic there by moving their best player around because he just, for whatever reason, can't get it going. Do I know why it is? Look, there's mechanical issues. There's facing good pitching early in the season. There's trying too hard. 
Uh, there's a combination of all those things put together, and it sort of looks the way it's looking now. How do you get him going? For me, I put him in one spot and leave him there. I'm not, me- I'm not messing around by moving him to the two spot. I'm not, not going to, you know, after four or five games, try and mix around the lineup. No. Like that, that for me is not going to change anything. It's not going to change his approach to the plate. It's not going to change the fact that he's late. It's not going to change the fact the way they're pitching him. It's a little elevated fastball. It's middle of the way. Now, the last couple of days, you got to give the Reds credit a little bit. They, he has faced some guys throwing a hundo, Jeff. Like, you know, it's not it's not like they're throwing 90. It is a hundo. So, I, I will give them a, a little bit of credit. We're talking about the elite of the elite hitters here. And when but you Kevin. do the same thing over and over again, you know, it, when it gets a, a little monotonous for us to watch, you got to figure what's going through Vladdy's head. And, and right now he's searching. i, I got to say this, problem. though. i got to say this. This was a little different today. I, I Yes, they're, he's facing guys. That, everybody's facing guys that are throwing hard. But today I saw the Reds go inside on him and have success. This wasn't always outside, outside, outside. This was inside with success. They, that's the thing that would, that would scare me a bit here. Is the fact that they kind of went against what a lot of teams have done with Vladdy. And he was unable to handle it. I, I just, I, I literally don't know what you do or, or where you go right now. Except I think you got to keep running him out. You just have to keep running, him, running him out and, and hoping that at some point, uh, at some point, something clicks, Kevin. That's yeah, no, all you can do. No, no, no way you're going to start giving him days off. That's not going to help him any. Uh, it, it, for, for me, it's just you got to try and simplify things as much as you can. Now, again, I, I say this, and I'm, I'm going to lightly say it because, yeah, again, we're talking about an elite hitter here. He has been facing some pretty good pitching. Like that high velocity, that tunneling of the secondary pitch, that thing that starts on the plate and dives away off the plate, it's almost hard – are almost impossible for a lot of guys to keep the front side in and drive that ball to right center. And that's right now a little bit what Vladdy's having an issue with. His front side pull, you can see it. That's why he's hitting out and around. He's hitting ground balls with good pitches that he should be hammering. Like that hanging breaking ball he got today, I think it was in his second at bat, and Dan Shulman was even saying it. Man, that's we're just not used to seeing Vladdy get pitches like that and hammer, and not hammering. And you could actually see him walking out, off away from the dish and talking to his buddy or yelling in there or something to Teoscar Hernandez like, you know, uncle, what, 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 am, what do I need to do here to, to square up baseballs? Teoscar's probably not the guy you should be asking right probably. now. <laughs> that's a great point. Probably not. But, again, it's you know it, it is it is it's a very hard thing to go through especially how much uh, pressure there is on Vladdy to do the things offensively that we all expect him to do and remember he's expecting himself to do it and when you have all those things going there's no excuse here you know he should be doing it because he's an elite hitter but there's going to have to be a little lat I'm going to buy into something I have to get it started a little sooner and show some swag Act like you've been there. Act like you're really good. Like, Bo, there's something to that, Jeff. You know, you've been around baseball forever. You know when these elite guys are saying out loud that it's about swag. I, I've gotten my swagger back a little bit. That's a big deal. And uh, hopefully hopefully sooner than later, the Blue Jays fans see, see Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s swag. 3-2, the Cincinnati Reds beating the Jays today. The Jays did win the series. We should at least mention that. People are tuning in and going, what the hell? The Jays won 3-1 and 2-1 against one of the worst teams in baseball. The numbers to call are 416-870-0590, star 590, 188-666-0590. It is Blue Jays Talk with Jeff Blair and Kevin 
Barker. Let's talk about Yusei Kikuchi. Uh, started today, Kevin, 37-pitch first inning, four-pitch walk, um, three walks in that inning, hit batter, uh, and then, you know, then he seemed he seemed to to, to settle in a bit. Um, and and I, you know, look, I'll say this. I mean that that this team should not be buried by a two run first inning. It it it, it just raise, should. Ra- raise your hand though when you saw it two to nothing. Who, who oh, thought yeah. the game was over? I didn't think it was <laughs> I mean, over, I but I you know what? That way. I, I'll tell you what. I didn't think it was over, but my first thought was, okay, we're going to have extra innings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Well, for me, I don't. I have no idea about this, but when I was watching you say Kikuchi, the roof is open here, and it is chilly here, and you can tell, at least it looked like to me, uh, that uh, two things. looked to me like he's having a real tough time getting loose. You can see him stretching around the mound. You saw him do a couple of squats, and he would try and push his knees apart. It looked like he was trying to, you know, just get loose out there where he could have a good finish, and he had, he had head jerk. A lot of the times when you have head jerk because you're trying to force something, whether that's mechanics, whether that's velocity, looked like his velocity was really good today. I mean, it's harder than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. So that didn't seem like that was too big of a deal. But when you have a combination of the, the at least what I saw, the head jerk and the, the trying to get loose visibly on the mound. And, oh, by the way, Jeff, you're trying to make adjustments in front of all these people, which is never the easiest thing to do, especially when you're expected to come out and dominate teams like the, the Cincinnati Reds, no offense to them. But you're, you're, that's what you're supposed to do he he battled you know I, I got a question for you the the forced five starts ago do you think you say Kikuchi could have battled and at least gave him a chance to win kept him in the no. game I don't think so no you're right no I, I, I absolutely uh by no means do I think this is a step back for you say Kikuchi it would have been oh. nice it would have been nice if he'd given them more length but that does happen and you know what for the most part you're right he kept body and soul together and uh, and and survived a 37 pitch first inning. Uh, let's talk about the fifth inning for the Blue Jays. Now, the Reds didn't have Brandon Drury. He was on the COVID IL. Taylor Motter makes a start at third base. Gets charged with an error. The second play didn't. Originally, it was charged as an error, and then it was changed to fielder's choice. But Kevin, the Jays have bases loaded. They've got Espinal and Chapman coming up. Um, how did you see that inning play out? That they should have scored more runs. <laughs> I again did this. Now you had the guy. And keep in mind, you had the guy. You had in Espinal the guy who was on a 15-game hitting streak coming up. The, probably if I if if I'd said to you, Kevin, big part of the game today, bases loaded. Given the way things are going right now, who do you want up there? Maybe you would have said Bo because Bo had two home runs yesterday. But I. Guarantee your second choice would have been Espinal. He comes up. I do have a theory on this. I I do have a theory on this. Whenever I was a minor leaguer and and I was in the big leagues and I was going from hitting third and fourth, it's a big difference. You know, one one of the spots is you're a run producer. The other spot, you're supposed to be the best best all-around hitter on the team. And when you're put in that run-producing spot, you tend to grip the bat a little tighter. You tend to go outside the zone. And to ask Santiago Santiago Espinal to hit fifth and drive in runs and get big-time hits when it matters the most, it's a lot to ask. I, I, I know this is exactly what you should be doing. Where you're hitting in the lineup this day and age shouldn't really matter. But when you got a, you know, a, a second baseman that, quite frankly, let's be honest, that we never thought was going to be this good, he's a, he's a he's a breath of fresh air when it comes to defensive side of the ball, running the bases, and obviously offensive. And what can I say about Matt Chapman? Right? It's 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 the the 
one thing that you, when you do get paid, you get a couple year deal. Uh, you're one of the guys. You're a you're hitting in a you're playing a position at third base that demands you to drive in runs. You are supposed to be a run producer. He ain't hitting 200, Jeff. Now I I know analytics could spend 200 in in a bunch of positive ways. Man, look how many times he's squaring up baseball. Walk up to Matt Chapman, go, hey dude. Do you like hitting under 200? And that's the first thing he's going to say is, no, I don't like that. It, it stinks. I want to do better. It's just part of right now when every, it just seems like every situation that when the Blue Jays are struggling the most, they have to come up. It's the guys that you really wouldn't want to come up. And it's just part of it. These guys are going to have to have better at bats. They're going to have to stay in a big part of the field. They hear the fans of the Blue Jays hear this all the time. But good teams, good offensive teams, usually you cannot get them out consistently over and over and over again. Well, this is sort of what's happening now. And you add pressing to that, sort of looks the way it looks now. Jeff. Kevin, before we take a break here, I, I want to deal with uh, something that came up in the telecast today, that fly ball by Santiago Espinal with George Springer in third. Do you try to score there? Understanding that Aquino, he's the ball is carrying away from him a little bit. He hasn't caught it, you know. He hasn't caught it in a prime throwing position. You've got Chapman, Jansen, Collins coming up. I, I do not. I will not second guess the third base coach. I just won't. And I'm not going to second guess George Springer here either. Might you have gambled there on that situation? Well, we've had people on our show that would say no to that. They they say you have to, you yep. have to have confidence in in the next guy up mentality and. You know, if you're a third base coach and, and you send a guy on a ball that you never send a guy on, we talked about that moving bow and Blatty around the positions. Yep. That here it goes Good again. Point. You're you're basically telling the guy that's standing on the on deck circle if he gets thrown at a ball that you would never send a guy a home on, you're telling basically that guy that he has no chance of coming up helping your team. So the the answer to your question is no. I trust Louis Rivera. I trust what's going on inside the dugout. Quite frankly, it gets down to it's it's right now it's mono e mono. This has nothing to do with a team thing. This has to do when when you know the situation arises that guy's in runner in scoring position and you walk up. There has to be that guy that steps up so the team doesn't feel like oh no here we go again. 416-870-0590, star 590, 1-888-666-0590, 3-2. The Cincinnati Reds beating the Toronto Blue Jays in the series finale. The Jays are off to St. Louis for a couple of games against the Cardinals. Then they've got Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. We will take a break and come back and get to your calls. This is Blue Jays Talk on Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Now the Bet365 standings update. Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book with 63 million members worldwide. 19 plus play responsibly. Ontario only. The New York Yankees are 29 and 10. Tampa Bay 24 and 16. The Jays 22 and 19. Three games above 500. Boston 19 and 22. They're on a bit of a roll. They've won five Uh in a row. And the Baltimore Orioles, 16-25, but at least they have Adley Rutschman up. And, uh, ah, I mean, it is for the Baltimore a, Orioles. His first hit was a triple. Yeah. How cool is that? That, that is, when, when you think about it, a catch a triple out of the way in your, fir, your, first, your first game. He's a for catcher. a catcher. For a catcher. Awesome. Good for That's him. That's pretty good. He seems like a cool dude. Seems like a good person. Yeah, he seems, uh, I, I caught an interview with him after the game, and, uh, you know, we, we like to kid about the Baltimore Orioles because they're such a mess. But, but all kidding aside, um, 
you know, he seems to be a guy that a lot of people around baseball are really going to like. And I think he's, I think he, he's, he will obviously be good for that franchise. You know what's good for this franchise? I don't know what's good for this franchise, but I bet Billy and Markham has an answer for me, don't you, Billy? Yeah, uh, it's tough going, guys. I mean, I just can't believe how bad uh, the hitting's been. I, I'm, I'm just in shock at this. Thank God for our pitching. Our, our pitching's been saving our ass, or we'd be battling Baltimore for uh, for last place. And the worst part, guys, about Baltimore, they got a lot of other good players, and they, and we haven't played them yet. If they start bringing all these guys up and they're what they are, maybe we get, we're going to see a different Baltimore Oriole team. But uh, we'll worry about that when it comes. Look, here's, here's what I would do with the batting order. And, and I've mentioned this before. If I'm the manager, and Jeff, you know I'm old school, Vladdy Guerrero, you're not telling me where you're hitting. You're lucky I'm not managing that team because I might bat you ninth. I mean, seriously, you're, you're, you're 23 you years old. you turn the order over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I, I mean, seriously, here, here's what I would do. I would lead off with, um, I would lead off with Bo. I'm putting Springer behind Vladdy. And the reason why I'm doing it is, uh, you know, Springer can go deep. I, I want my power guy behind him, and, and if Vladdy doesn't come through, then Springer might, uh, Springer might hit, a, 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 you know, hit a home run. I don't, need, I don't need Springer hitting leadoff home runs. They're solo home runs at the beginning of the game, and you know what? So what? You're up one nothing. The game isn't over. But guys, the real, the real thing that I have, the real, the real bug up my ass I have, Jeff, and I'm sorry to have to go back to the game before this one, but my God. I mean, the pitching has carried this team, and Alex Manoa is giving us giving us just a great, great ball game. And you yank him, you yank him after eight innings and eighty three pitches. There's no excuse for it. He should have been at least been able to go out for one batter, at least. Home run doesn't kill you, you, you know. And, and the thing is, we we sit here, and I hear I hear this, and, and I don't want to criticize this guy because he's a fellow Markham boy, and I root I root for. I mean, the, the Blue Jays. But yesterday, guys, I really hoped that he gave up the lead. I hope that he gave it up, tied it up 3-all, and then we won an extra innings. And just, yeah, you know, first of all, he is not the best closer in baseball. Let's get that straight, uh, Blue Jays manager. He gave, up a, he gave up a home run to that, the shortstop for Houston uh, that lost Ranger. in the game. He gave up a three-run. He gave up a three-run homer to Aaron Judge, which lost us the game. And he's leaked oil all year. I mean, I want the guy to do well. He lives two streets over from me, for God's sake. But my, my God, let these pitchers go longer. Manoa, you're so damn lucky. Manoa is, is a nice guy, but you know he's absolutely fuming inside, and he should have had at least one batter, one batter to it at least go for the complete game. It's a it's an important thing for starting pitchers. Thanks for the call, Billy. We, we, Billy, it's easy to come out here and yell and scream about guys going complete games. It's not going to happen. And and the the best closer in baseball that Charlie says, I'm not going to argue with him. He, he thinks that's what he thinks, and he thinks that's going to give his closer confidence. I, I do know Jordan Romano needs a clean inning. He's not a guy that can come in having to pitch out of the stretch with a runner on first base with a two run lead. He's not that guy. Sorry, to, I'm sorry to tell everybody. He he needs the to come come in and be able to, you know, flip it and, and throw it and overthrow it. He's just that guy, and, and they know it, and that's why they weren't going to give Alec Manoa another batter. You know, it's, it's just no matter how many pitches it was. It was the fourth time through, he's facing three, four, five. Uh, that's that's twenty twenty two. If you don't like it, don't watch baseball. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you, Kevin. I, I was not at all. I was surprised at how many people were surprised. I guess I shouldn't be anymore. But yeah. I am – 
my book, I had him out of the game. I, there was no doubt in my mind. You're absolutely right. Uh, if you're going to use Jordan Romano, you have to use him for the clean inning. You just do. I mean, you, we, we, we've seen that with him. And, uh, you know, there are some parts of this game. I, I understand that we have this debate all the time about when do analytics overrule the manager? When does the manager overrule analytics? But there are times in a game where I think both come together. And I think Charlie Montoyo, frankly, would have made that move with or without analytics, Kevin. And uh, it was defensible from my point of view. You know, 20, 25, hell, 15 years, 10 years ago, would I have sent Alec Manoa out there again? Absolutely. But that isn't the way it works right now. And, and I understand people get upset about it. But uh, it, it's, it's kind of pointless. And, Kev, what do you think about uh, Billy's take on the batting order? Yeah, about Vladdy hitting ninth. No, that's, that's not me. The, the only way that they're going to get out of this is if, if they get Vladdy hot and putting him in the ninth spot. That's silly. Uh, yeah, you, you leave him in the same spot. You, you, you try and get him mentally uh, ready for every at-bat. And don't let – you know, you have conversations with him. I'm sure he's, they, all these guys have had conversations and they're trying to liven the mood. And you can tell he's pressed. He's trying too hard. He just lets every single pitch bother his entire at-bat. You can't do that. I know. I was a guy that did that. I was a guy that went, holy moly, I know it's a ball. Oh, how dare you call it? It's ruined my entire bat. And then you see him roll over a pitch that he wouldn't normally swing at. He gets himself out. And then it affects his entire day until he just accepts that this is the way it is. This is how they're going to call games against him. This is how they're going to try and get him out. And when he gets one, he can't miss it. It's going to have to be short and quick to the baseball. For me, it's more mechanical and mental than it is the, the, the way they're pitching him or the pitches that the umpire's calling against him. I just think he needs to think at the plate, I'm going to get a, something down the middle until I get to two strikes. Think of it that way. These guys aren't good enough. It's not the Yankees. You're not facing the Yankees all the time. Yeah, and I'll say this as well. George Springer gets on base, and that's what I need out of my leadoff guy. You saw it today. He gets on base a variety of ways, and ultimately for this team to be successful, George Springer has to get on base. And you're right. At some point, 27 has to start driving in some runs. Otherwise, it doesn't matter where we hit anybody. It's going to be a long year. So... To wrap it up, the Cincinnati Reds beating the Toronto Blue Jays 3-2. The Jays are off to see the St. Louis Cardinals tomorrow, a two-game series in St. Louis. Thanks for listening to Blue Jays Baseball, served up by the always game-ready Jack Link's Meat Snacks. Feed your wild side, baseball fans. 